Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Victoria. <laughs> How are you? We're back. We're back. We, are we going to keep saying that every time now? Yeah. <laughs> we're back, baby. Yeah. Don't you forget it. <laughs> it's been two weeks, we, and we're we back. We never left. I'm very well. The sun's shining. It's a long weekend in London and the general UK. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Harry and Meghan are here. But, you know, not here in my house, obviously, of course. Not Um, yet. Yeah, that's that's tomorrow. (laughs) What you been watching, listening to, loving, liking? Not so liking, berating. (laughs) I berate a lot of things, but we we don't have time to go through them all. So I have actually a bit of a fun new, am I going to call it a hobby? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe I'll say obsession. Maybe I'll say, you know, thing that intrigues me. If you say obsession, it's very in tune with the person that we're talking about today. Because when you read interviews with her, she is hashtag obsessed with everything. Oh, I am wow. obsessed with this. Oh, I'm wow. obsessed with salt. Okay. So well, you can say I you're am... obsessed with something. Well, I don't feel like it's not... But yes, okay. So I'm obsessed with Bake Off the Professionals. Oh. Um, so this is a very new thing for me. As you know, I am not... Don't love pastry. You don't know me? Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like shaking her head. I'm saying, as you know, and she's like, no, I don't. I don't know you at all anymore. I was going to say you don't love pastry, right? You I don't, don't love, love pastry. Yeah. 
And as everyone knows, I don't really like French food. But, but, <laughs> but, but, there's the turnaround. So, I've been listening to books. <laughs> okay, that's good. Not in, not in like a, you know, weird, you know, going to the library and listening to which ones speak to me kind of way, but in an, an audio book way. And I recently listened to A Half-Baked Idea by Olivia Potts. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Is that about her? Did she go to Cordon Bleu? Yes. Okay. Pastry right. in London. Um, <laughs> wow, I can speak in sentences, I promise. Yes, pastry, London. Uh, yeah, she used to be a criminal barrister and it's just, a, it's a kind of, it's her like memoir about like grief and it's ve- it's very good. Wow, um, grief and pastry. Grief pastry. <laughs> um, grief proof pastry. <laughs> oh my God, why wow. didn't she call it grief proof pastry? <laughs> That is great of the week. <laughs> That's my bakery name of the week. Grapefruit <laughs> pastry. Anyway, she talks about her um her yeah her experience at Cordon Bleu and pastry school, and it's been very fascinating to me, and it it's made me feel like I know, I feel closer to Hannah now. I feel like I know what she's been through in life, and at the Cordon Bleu, and yeah. and so that has made me more interested in pastry than I ever have before and so I started watching Bake Off the Professionals and uh you know psyching myself up to maybe have a go at some interesting uh things and watching Bake Off the Professionals makes me never want to touch (laughs) chocolate or sugar ever (laughs) oh my god so yeah this is I've not really watched it that much but the reason I think I tried watching it pretty soon after doing my diploma thing and i was like it was diploma too soon. thing she says <laughs> it was, it was too, too soon, soon. <laughs> it was just too soon and they they i feel like for whatever disasters you see on normal bake off it's like next level in the professionals one because they're so qualified obviously they're just like go bigger and yeah they everything have is to, like yeah. extra so when like a big fucking sugar sculpture topples over or something it's just it's too much for me we had to do yeah, you have to do, like, exams in that shit. You are just watching your sugar thing, like, not... Like, if it doesn't stick or if it, oh. it just starts drooping or it's too thin or it's too thick, it's just... Oh, my... <laughs> my heart rate's okay. going... We don't have to talk about it. But... <laughs> I've been enjoying it. I've mostly been enjoying the French accents. Right. Of the men or the women or all of them? Well, I'll take any, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> Love a French accent. You know, French food, I can take it or leave it. French accents, I would never leave. Yeah. They're all mine. The head head pastry chef in Paris was, he was the closest I've ever seen to like a Bond villain in real life. Oh. He had such a Bond villain face. I'm not going <laughs> to name him because obviously our reach is far too large for me to shame him like this. <laughs> <laughs> <But> he... <laughs> A libel trial before long. It'll be Wagatha Christie. He could really turn on the charm when he needed to, which is, I mean, you know, very villain-like as well. But I saw an Instagram picture the other day that um, of him and like Peter Crouch together, and Peter Crouch had been at the Cordon Bleu doing some lesson with um with him. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, just thought that was a little go Crouchy. That is. I wonder what he made. Would you, does it make you think that you would like to do some kind of pastry qualification? Maybe. Really? The the problem is, (laughs) the problem is, Hannah, I don't like anything. (laughs) I don't like custard. Oh, (laughs) that seems to be a big part of it. However, reading 
more about it and I'm not going to spoiler one of our books for later in the season, but having a look at one of our books for, that we've got for later in the season. Yeah. Maybe my gateway to custard, <laughs> liking custard, is creme patissiere. Yes, I feel like it that is. is, is a, <laughs> it is. Hannah is convinced. <laughs> and I think creme diplomat is actually like half creme, creme pat and, and half like whipped cream as well. And that's probably even <laughs> a gateway to creme patissiere. So right. like you can just, you can level up, build do up. it in stages. <laughs> There's so much of that. My like key takeaway from that time was that a lot of French desserts are very soft. Yeah. Not much texture going on in there a lot of the time. And I love a texture. Yeah, they love a mousse, yeah. a gelatin, a, a custard, a cream, and it's all just like, yeah, it's mad. If I had my time again, I would say to just do the basic part of the cordon bleu thing just the first time yeah and then because after that you do a lot of sugar and chocolate stuff and into entremets and stuff like that but the the basic is was really useful and really practical and there's a lot of great recipes to take away um so that's all my my advice to anyone thinking about it nice yeah but well i'll keep you posted but (laughs) that is not what we're talking about that's not (laughs) who we're talking about today who are we talking about today we've um we've got a a cool new gal on the block here (laughs) all american gal and baz (laughs) molly baz i feel like someone like molly baz is the antithesis to like the delia smiths and the joy of cooking books that we yeah i mean yeah We'll get into that, but shall I tell you a little bit about Molly first? Please. According to her own website, she calls herself... <laughs> this is fine up oh, to a God. point. A cook- oh, God. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Vic and I are going to absolutely rip the piss out of Molly Baz. And that's not to take away from her credentials as a as a chef or a cook oh, this author. Book. It's just yeah. that she loves an abbreviation and she loves a... A cool kind of term like she and she talks about herself in the third person so she says like a yeah. molly egg molly's rules basically if you were making like if your dad or like a gen zia was making a caricature of a millennial woman yeah molly baz would be it yes like <laughs> she is she yeah she uses all these abbreviations it's like yeah this book is like the most vivid blue color yeah yeah this we'll 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 come to that, but it's just you know we respect her. I think well, I respect her at least. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of there's, yeah lingo to to wade through. Which yeah, in her on her website she describes herself as I'm a cook, video host, recipe developer, cookbook author, weenie lover, and <laughs> Vic just got whiplash <laughs> looking what? back at the so screen. I was looking at my drawer for a nail file. <laughs> Good to know we've got your full attention here. No, I just took my nail brush off. Okay. Um, weenie um, lover and Caesar salad what, enthusiast. What is what is a weenie? Like a like a sausage? Like so a wiener? I think it means her little dog. She's got a fluffy little weenie dog, a little sausage dog. To me, weenie. You can't say that you're a weenie lover <laughs> on your on your website. Is that leave that for your OnlyFans, Molly? <laughs> It made, it like it made me snort when I saw it. It's like the metadata for her website. So it's like the first thing that you see on Google when you look it up. So yeah, and and I mean, she said Caesar salad enthusiast here, but in the book she refers to it as a sea sal. Yeah, she's a. She spells as in Caesar, so it's yeah. like C A E S A L. Yeah, it's very. It's all very. Uh, uh, 
the mind boggles anyway i mean also like symptomatic of this is the merch on her website is called dial that kitsch dot yeah i don't know either maybe dialing your kitchen means like equipping your kitchen or something i gotta dial that kitsch i've never felt older she's the same age no, as i've me. never felt older and more british I feel yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. very American. This book is quite American, but yes. yeah. She's, um, you know, she looks like a all-American kind of girl next door. She's very blonde, tanned. She just, yeah, she she screams US. Yes. But <laughs> she's the same age as me, but she just makes me feel very, very old. So um, I'll start with like how she describes herself. So she, she says that she was placed on this earth with one mission to convince you all that cooking is nothing but fun capital letters salt is the single most important ingredient in your kitchen and delicious food is really not that hard to make so she's kind of all about like trying to make things accessible and that we're all just like i get that theme a lot as she has a popcorn recipe in this book because she suspects like people aren't making popcorn properly at home and stuff like that so i think she just thinks that we're all doing it wrong basically (laughs) she knows the way yeah to be fair she's probably not wrong she calls herself the salt queen like a disney princess (laughs) yeah she um the the villain she gets she's got like an obsession with salting right a bit like Samin nosrab she thinks we're probably not seizing it enough and the whole like there's a first bit in this book that's around that right about how to have two bowls of veggies and season one and don't season the other and it's like all different steps to just like show you the importance but it's not just you know it's not just you salt something she has a whole technique a bit like salt bay or something she has she says you need an abundant bowl a three finger pinch a yeah. high vantage point and a wagging motion she's got a video um in the book because the book is littered with um qr codes to show you techniques of how to do stuff and one of them is this salt salting method thing so <laughs> she was doing qr codes way before it's cool um so how she started so basically i think Everyone or most people who have heard of her would probably have heard of her originally from Bon Appetit. But I was curious if she had like professional training or what, because obviously if you watch videos of her, she's got really good knife skills and stuff. She doesn't need to be trained. She was like put on this earth to teach you about how to cook. So she was born knowing it. She's born chefy. So apparently she studied abroad in Florence and she had an eye-opening experience with food that she'd never had growing up in the US. Shocker. And she lived with this little old lady who cooked for her every day. And then she came back to the US and she started a restaurant in her house off campus during the last semester. And they called it PDE, which stood for private Ugh. dining experience. But, but she she says herself in this interview, now I'm just like, Jesus, what was I thinking? <laughs> it's like, but you haven't learned anything, Molly. You're still doing this. Um, it was basically like a supper club. So they charged their <laughs> friends to come over for dinner. And they were they made like four course meals and had printed menus and stuff. So she realized then that she loved cooking. But she didn't want to pay for culinary school. And she still doesn't believe in culinary school. Which, you know. Well, I think it exists based on <laughs> your experience. <laughs> I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. You just go to that big culinary school in the sky. Um, so she started off in Boston at a restaurant called Beacon Hill Bistro. And she says in her term, she got her ass handed to her, which is just everyone's first kitchen job, right? Like he just, oh my God, he just, it's awful. She just like didn't have any intuition in the kitchen, blah, 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 blah. So 
obviously she must have improved. She went on to work at loads of other restaurants. But eventually I was like, this is not the lifestyle for me. So this is a recurring theme, by the way. Everything she does, she seems to be like, nope, not for me. Which I can kind of sympathize with because I was the same about kitchens, obviously. I was like, no, 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 thank you. That's how I feel about work, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just general, like, yeah. Not for me. (laughs) Later. Parenting, (laughs) not for me. (laughs) Podcasting, yeah, we like it. So she started a catering company. She says that wasn't for her either. Um, But then she thought, I guess reminiscent of you and I thinking about this podcast week, maybe I should get into this food media thing that everyone talks about. As you do. So she interviewed everywhere. I don't know where everywhere (laughs) is. This is killing me. (laughs) I just don't know where everywhere is. Where do you... Everywhere. I wouldn't even get a fucking interview at these places. Anyway, so she started cross-testing recipes for Epicurious. So she said that was a dream. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. What awful gig. <laughs> I know. It was a rough life. And then she, yes, yeah, so she liked this. Finally, Goldilocks has found the, the role that she likes. And then she started doing freelance food styling for all the videos on Bon Appetit and Epicurious. And then she went in-house, which I mean, I guess they just like employed her full time. But then wait, a year later, she realized she didn't want to be styling other people's food. She wants to be creating her own. So she moved into the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen, which is now quite a famous like series. And she just she just was like, "I'm going to move in. I'm going to guys. <laughs> it's time for me to move into the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen." I did, she talked to somebody. Move over, <laughs> Alison Roman. <laughs> she uh she there was a bit in that interview about how she got in there she did she just said to somebody who already was in the video series i think i didn't recognize the name but it was like oh um this is not the work i want to be doing and i want to be in the test kitchen so i mean she got in but yeah so she did lots of videos (sighs) test kitchen is really famous but it also is famous for controversy recently around race and not paying like people of color the fair salaries or giving them credit or it was a whole whole thing that I would recommend looking into if you're interested and then so basically she uh, she was a senior editor at that point and she said that she she submitted she did this statement of I'll not I won't appear in any videos on Bon Appetit till my BIPOC colleagues receive equal pay and are fairly compensated she asked Condé Nast to release her from the video obligations in her contract saying that she'll no longer appear in videos but will continue working on the magazine's editorial side so she still does to this day do recipes for Bon Appetit I checked this one from like this month and yeah apart from that she i think she has a podcast she's created her own online recipe club her line of merch to dial that kitsch she lives in <laughs> brooklyn she's married she she posts quite a lot about does. her husband who's like who's like a spatial designer or something like that there, in, in one of the interviews it was like what do you listen to while you're cooking and she's like oh i'm usually too wrapped up in the cooking to to think about putting on music but my my husband in, is in charge of the sounds or like this is like a wanky to- term and then, and then she was like he creates like the sound vibe or something i was just like oh my god this oh is, guys god. Is just crazy so yeah that's molly really I'm just looking at her website now. yes what, what do you think well i think a lot of things but she had the cursor <laughs> is a little three finger pinch can do you see are you on your computer seeing that or wait, wait, wait. For, on the front page oh my god i didn't notice that it's like your little the cursor changes to the, her little three finger pinch oh my god you're right i kind of 
I think it's kind of like you know in the days of like word art and paint when you were just you know unleashing your digital yeah. creativity you know like realizing this whole world awaited she she kind of reminds me of that with just like how extra everything is it's like yeah the cursor has to be a pinch like there's just yeah. no way it could be anything else. no one will buy my shit unless i have that she has a in her merch section she has a, a hat that just says tuna on it yeah yeah um that's right and i mean i have this book and i and i and i didn't notice that much tuna in there anyway i'm thrilled for her yeah she 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 always wears this kind of like royal blue color apron right that looks a bit like a pinny like a almost like like if you were cleaning or something that that, yes like a pinafore yeah um so she sells those on the website and they go for like 95 dollars or something it's not and i'm just looking at it i love i mean we'll come to this but i love that color like that color like yeah Yeah. like it's pretty much the only reason i wanted this book like because it's the book is that color (laughs) and all the font is that color as well right because it's like kind of yeah but yeah that penny is ugly thinks you know the merch on there is like I love salt and like you know sea sal and stuff and she kind of refers to how she famously loves the Caesar salad and stuff and it's like is it famous though I don't know yeah. is it like us being <laughs> inflicting band name of the week <laughs> poor listeners yeah. every week that's it it's just uh yeah I don't know there's just something funny something funny going on there but grilled cheese tri- she calls a grilled cheese a grilled cheese. See, some of this just does not work. Lads, come on. <laughs> but, and I, and this isn't a segue, this is actually a contradiction. However, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> moreover, I find that my first impressions of the book were great. Like, if we, if we could remove all of that shit, all the, like, honest to God, there's a recipe with spicy cukes in there and I was looking at it for a solid five minutes going what the fuck is a cuke (laughs) it sounds like some kind of like boil you would get or something (laughs) and it's a cucumber that's what it is and just before we got on just before we recorded Hannah was going through the book and she's like what is a k-bass what is a k because there's a recipe for like k-bass and cabbage soup maybe and I was like, oh, I think it's a kielbasa, like the Polish sausage. And it's like, I don't think like that's not a, that's not a well enough, a well known enough word. No. Well, maybe it is in America, but like. Yeah. She's a weenie and kielbasa lover. Oh. Jammy peps. Jammy peps. Oh, it gives me the shivers. Like, you know, that's like torture to me. Like reading, <laughs> reading jammy peps. Yeah. Low and slow brocco. Oh, is that all meant to rhyme? Oh, I just got that. She refers to one of her recipes is like called Crispy McCrispison something. Uh, Chicken, I believe. Good Lord. Like Boaty McBoatface or whatever they call that. Boat. Yeah, like I'm like, in, I'm a bit embarrassed for her. Like. <laughs> but if you could take but, it all away, if you could, the yes. recipes, you know, they are appealing. They look great. The photography's great. The, the book is gorgeous. Yeah. Like the colours are beautiful. The, her whole like, intro bit is is nice yeah it's really fun like it's very colorful there's lots of cool illustrations and 
Yeah, it's great. It's useful. I mean, the the whole principle of the book, I think, is right to improve people's cooking and to teach yeah. you in in ways that loads of our other books have kind of aimed to do as well. But I think she does it really well. Yeah, I, her, I like her tone. Apart from the 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 abbreviations but yeah i think her tone is good i think she yeah she she's a good teacher yeah. through a book which is hard to do i think yeah. like in the beginning like the, the whole it doesn't go straight into recipes so she like she talks about why she wanted to make this book and then she talks about what equipment you should have and nothing is like out of the ordinary no. it's a lot of like pans and stuff and then my favorite thing actually about this book is she talks about like like different tastes yeah right? as in like different flavors like sweet salty umami blah 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 blah. and then she gives you like lists i think she uses like fatty and spicy as extra ones right so you've got your normal sweet salty sour umami yeah am i missing one spicy bitter oh yeah bitter and so so she has like a list of things that are sweet things that are salty that you could maybe add yes and she really encourages you to oh if you don't have an ingredient then like go, go maybe it. go and have a look at the list or go, think what you could replace it yeah. with and like you know does that work and if not that's fine try again i feel like i really appreciate that yeah i do too and like her you know molly's golden rules like yeah we don't yes. like that she's talking about herself in the third person but they're good they're good rules read the recipe first work clean the importance of mise en place you control the heat the heat doesn't control you <laughs> which i think is a really good thing to say yeah. because i think you can get like really hung up on like a medium to high heat like what is that what does that mean yeah, yeah. Like, but being able to like eyeball your your stuff is like totally yeah brilliant never stop tasting is number 10 the controlling heat one is ironic because i burnt one of the elements for one of my dishes oh, <laughs> but we'll no. get to that later <laughs> Cordon teaches you so much, lads. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. <laughs> oh, I've just seen that she wears a necklace that says tuna. Like a nameplate oh, necklace. Same, actually. <laughs> Mine says, like, whiting. <laughs> Cod. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a market for foodie nameplate necklaces, actually. Oh, all day. I might get... Let's, let's make oh, them. What would yours say? Noodles. Crisps. <laughs> yeah, maybe noodles. Or if it, I was Molly Bass, they'd say nudes. <laughs> what would yours say? Toast? Me? Oh my God, I would love it to say yeah, toast. Yeah, you should get one that says toast. <laughs> that would be so good. I was going to say cheese or butter, but uh, yeah, toast works. Cheese? Cheese and butts. <laughs> butts? Butts and cheese. But, That's how bad name would be. Butts and weenies. Oh, stop saying weenies. Sorry. So, 
What did you cook? I'm excited. Are you? I really liked this book. Anyway, yes. this we're not on tour rating yet, but I did really like it. And I was um, sport for choice. Interestingly, I think I was thinking back before we recorded. And I think that one of the recipes that I cooked was the first thing I cooked after having, like myself, after having a baby. Oh. Like um, having my baby, not a baby. <laughs> like it, it's the one that uh, I have now. <laughs> He's just downstairs. Um, With his dad. Yeah, yeah, he's on his own. We're not there yet. It's only been six months. (laughs) So that's fun. That felt nice. Oh, that is cute. Thinking back to that. So that was the one pot chicken with schmaltzy rice and lemony yog. Look, I'm fucking thrilled because you can tell me what the hell schmaltzy rice is. I saw it in the table of contents and I was like, nope not even going there so uh you can enlighten us i believe schmaltz is like chicken fat right like the chicken like when you render a chicken gotcha leg thigh whatever of the fat i I think that like what's left is is schmaltz but isn't that also like do we use it for like cheesy or like a fulfillment cheesy it's like schmaltzy is that just us you know me me and my family (laughs) you you and (laughs) chicken obsessed family um okay i'm learning things this is good i believe that is anyway i feel like it's not i I, i've just always thought that was the case maybe i could google it maybe between this and the k k what were they called k bass i feel like my meat uh, terminology is severely lacking yeah well that's um fine you don't eat it that's fair i'm googling it okay chicken schmaltz schmaltz is rendered or chicken or goose fat oh goose too yes so okay one pot love so it yes one pot, one pot chicken with schmaltzy rice and lemony yog um the lemony yog is not in the pot it's not, it's not one pot just to say you have to make that separately um uh yes it was my first my, my lovely first dish after, uh, that i made on my own i feel was he not strapped to you this time i mean you know no not this time okay. this was uh i think he was upstairs with his dad not sticking his head in the oven <laughs> no not this time unfortunately for him <laughs> uh it's really simple actually i'm sure at the time i thought it was really difficult because i hadn't cooked in weeks because i'd been busy but uh yeah and you know i can't resist a chickeny rice yeah right that's the thing it's basmati rice you soak it Okay. Which I think is a very American thing. Like I have never made. I've what I wash my basmati yeah. rice. I never. I would never soak it. No. But she for her like really reliable rice. She soaks, which it. is also a recipe in here. She soaks, and um, I was like, is that not going to make my rice like crumbly? Like, and it could, but it it didn't. I guess it's like get rid of the starchiness or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just processed different in the... St- I yeah, don't know. it could be. Um, so you soaked the rice, which I thought was strange, but I did it because, you know, I do what Mole says. Uh, <laughs> Mole's golden rules. <laughs> and then it's fairly simple. You So you've got, like, chicken thighs on the bone. Yeah. I think that's what it... Yeah, and you, so you cook them skin down in a in a pot for a bit right. until there's, like... Until the fat is rendered, they're nice and... Cri- well, the skin is nice and crispy. Mm. You're not expecting them to be cooked. Take them out... You fry onion and garlic in the fat. In the schmaltz. And then in the schmaltz. And gotcha. then add the rice to like toast that in the... Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toast that in the lovely chicken fat. And then you add just some water, some salt, and then put the chicken back on, 
on top. Right. Yeah. Lid on. Nice. Um, cook that shit for, she says, exactly 16 minutes. Wow. And then take it off the heat and leave it to steam for 10. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. It's like making, you know, well, rice, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you, so to finish it off, you take the chicken out. So once you've breasted it, take the chicken out, like fluff the rice up and add mm-hmm. uh, sugar snap peas and dill. Oh, she loves dill. Yeah. Load of dill. Um, yeah. Through. Oh, and pistach- she says pistachios, but I'm not made of money. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there was no pistachios. Um, and yes. And then the lemony yog is just yogurt, lemon zest and juice, garlic, and all mixed in together. And then you serve it with that. Um it was nice. really nice. Yeah. Seems like doable for like a, a weeknight dinner or something. Yeah. Really doable. Really, um, yeah, fairly easy. Again, one pot. Like, I don't think it need. I liked the lemony yog, <laughs> but I didn't. I could have taken it or leaving it. Leaving it? I could have <laughs> leavened it. I wasn't going to leave in it. Um, I could have ta- taken or left it. Oh, my God. Yeah. For this, this one. It was quite overpowering, the Right. The yogurt, like it was, you know, very lemony, very garlicky, and then like it's yes. already like tart because it's yogurt. Um, yeah, and I think I made a bit of an error by I basically just bought enough chicken for me and my husband to eat, whereas I think that yeah. maybe I should have bought more chicken, like cooked more chicken, so there was yeah. more chicken fat, so the flavor there was more flavor. It was okay, quite yeah, a subtle. Yeah chickeny schmaltzy flavor ah, um, did you go by the weight or whatever that she had in there i think um i think i had a little bit less right yeah, less yeah. weight of chicken just because we wouldn't have eaten it um yes. yeah so that was my nice. only um regret but i i really liked it and i would you know it was it was easy it was it was something you could you would have to put the dill in if you didn't want to yeah because the dill plus the yogurt plus you know the lemon it was just a lot but you could put other stuff in totally i saw in one of the interviews they asked her like the four ingredients she couldn't live without and they were like dill was one of them lemons was another i think she's really obsessed with lemon she likes a lemon and sour cream was one as well so i feel like yeah, oh. she likes yeah she likes those like strong like tart yeah one thing you can say for this book is there's a lot of flavor everywhere right yeah. like it's a lot of strong flavors and that's great. I like that a lot. But like both things that I made were quite like punchy. Yes. Um, so I can see what you mean about the lemony, lemony yog. Lemony yog. Like, she keeps adding and adding, I think, all the time. And it's, it's it's good, but it can be a yeah. lot for some people, I think. And that is in the grains and legumes section, oh, not yes. the chicken licking section. I believe that uh, it's called. <laughs> my... <laughs> Wait, how's this for a segue? Which is also where my second dish came from. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> My other one was a beanie one. Oh, beanie. Beanie beans. Uh, is that a legume? Yes. Yes. What I don't get in the sections is like some are very literal and some are like, you know, classic molly. Like chicken licking. But then you've got beef, pork and lamb, which is quite literal. Or you've got <laughs> seafood, eggs, but then nudes. Or like nudes. salading. Snack attack. Salading. Ugh. But just soup. Anyway, I guess if she did it for them all, we'd be saying it was overkill. But there you go. <laughs> We're saying that anyway, so she can't really lo- win. She can't lose or win. She loses either way. <laughs> so what was your beanie dish? Um, 
my beanie one was the big beans and spicy <gasps> greens gratin. Oh, I wanted to make this. Oh, I was, you, I was thinking maybe you did. Almost. A very, I was very close to this. Delicious. Yes. Was it? I've made it about six times since. Wow. It's like, well, maybe not that many, but like I've made it three or four times. Like, it's really good. That's like, high praise. This is, yeah, this wow. is the one for me. This is like, I was excited about it because who doesn't love a butter bean? I, it, yeah. I don't know if you remember the social network called Bebo or if you had it in the UK. But <laughs> I it didn't was, have it. We were MySpace people. Uh, it was massive in Ireland. And uh, my Bebo name was Butterbean. Wow. Because <laughs> I was such go, a fan. Someone go look up Hannah's Bebo profile. <laughs> it's gone now, thankfully. Um, they're so good. They're very, you know, they're a very, they're a nice mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Um, yes, loved it. So it's basically like... Well, she describes it as a mac and cheese in disguise. Oh, I love that. And that that's basically what it is. It's like a mac and cheesy tasting dish, but with beans instead of pasta. Nice. She loves beans. It's very creamy. She does love beans. Yeah. That's I noticed that was from some of her merch. She has like a master beans recipe that how you... <laughs> um... I don't know why that sounds a bit wrong. But yeah, yeah, in another interview, she was saying her and her husband make beans all the time. And she thinks that Beanie we're... Beanie weenie. Yeah. <laughs> We're not making enough. We're not making beans with enough fat or salt. Basically, is that okay? Thanks, thanks, Molls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who wants the broken record, Molly Bass? <laughs> um, right. So it's very creamy. This makes also it makes a mass. I don't know if you can find this somewhere online, but it makes a massive amount. Right. You need three cans of butter beet. You can use butter cannellini. No, you can't. Uh, Cantalini's. <laughs> gigante 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 or other white beans any white bean okay so f- three cans and f- you need 500 mils of double cream holy mother that is a lot and 225 grams of cheese so it's wow. it's cheesy and well no it, well she says to use provolone cheddar or gruyere i use you know a mild cheddar because it's me and i don't really like cheese but yeah. anyway so, what do you do? You. So you fry up onion and garlic. Yeah. In the pan until the till the uh, onions are like just on the turn, mm. and then you add like your greens. So okay, this is what is quite good recipe. Like it's this is what quite good recipe. <laughs> this is what makes it a good recipe. She says you can use sprouting broccoli or broccoli rabe. Yeah. And 500 grams of kale, Swiss chard, spinach, or pak choy. So pick okay. what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used tender stem broccoli and kale. Nice. Um, so then you, you chop that up, you add that in, you, that cooks down for a bit, you salt it, chili flakes. Nice. Um, so it's kind of spicy. Then you add, so you take off the heat, add your double cream and your beans. And so that's all together. Mm-hmm. And then you add your cheese in like bit by bit. Okay. And what I've forgotten to tell you is that you save a bit of cheese back and you add, you toast some panko before you start in, oh, your, nice. in your thing. Yeah. Um, so that goes on top. So you toast that up so it's nice and toasted. And then it all goes 
in the oven for like 40 minutes, I think. Okay. No, 25 minutes. 20 to 25. All right. Nice. Again, kind of a one part thing then, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And yeah. it's massive. Like, it, there's so much food. And because it's so rich, because it's got all the cream in it, yeah. you don't need to eat very much. Yeah, yeah. Did you have it as like a main or was it a side? Yeah, I had it as a main with just some like salad. Yes. But you could have it as, it'd be a great like dish to take as a side to like a potluck or something. Yeah, yeah. And because there was so much of it every time, we've always had had it in the fridge. So like the next day, I think it tasted even better, like yeah. warmed up. Yeah. The textures are good because the beans, that you know, like sometimes with mac and cheese, the macaroni goes too Squishy. soft. Yeah. Yeah. And or claggy, but the the beans don't do that because they keep a lot of their like bite. Ah. Um, plus the panko, yeah, loved it. That's so good. I'm surprised she didn't use encourage you to use dried beans because I feel like that's always the way in these things. But I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised that she, it wasn't because I, you know, we've talked about this before, but I don't have time for dried beans and peas. <laughs> can't yeah. bother no can't. i mean she does she just i mean it's kind of contradictory to what she says a couple of pages earlier when she says like uh, in her master beans recipe where she's like dried beans are worth it are worth the time and effort okay but, but... yeah she doesn't even mention it for this one so ah. get, maybe it's more of like a quick she wanted this to be like a quick dish or something yeah like a quick one pan but no i a one pan. i loved it i wish it didn't have quite as much cream in it but yeah um, that's uncharacteristic for you to like something yeah. that that dairy heavy that creamy yeah wow but i loved it nice yeah. big hitter with me that one wow you can make it for me next time i come yeah i will thanks what did you make hannah my dear well i made the first thing i made was you know how i love breakfast for dinner i do <laughs> I'm aware. I made the jammy eggs with yogurt and brown buttered nuts. Ooh, that looks great. Yeah, so I love the egg section in here. There's a lot of really nice stuff. There's like breakfast tacos with green salsa, you know, perfect poached eggs with spiced chickpeas and smothered pita chips. But um, this is kind of a riff on the, those like Turkish eggs with the yogurt. Yeah. So it's is pretty low maintenance you just boil some eggs eight eggs actually so i have the recipe because it was just me and i can't eat eight eggs without falling yeah. over and you <laughs> we've only learned from that last time <laughs> yeah we've been there and you, you this is her like jammy egg technique that you bring the water the boil eight eggs into the water i mean as many as you want set a timer for seven minutes and then you just put them into an ice bath for five minutes and then you get that perfect like jammy egg and then you make a garlicky yogurt so that's greek yogurt and um one garlic clove mixed in and a bit of salt and that's your kind of base of the egg dish yeah and then you make these brown buttered nuts so this was the bit that i burnt like a fucking dweeb because <laughs> how many times <laughs> in my life have i made brown butter i've made it loads yeah. of times i bake with it all the time and i still just completely burnt the shit out of it you kind of often realize too late with brown butter because it all foams up and you can't see the color anyway but the pictures look a bit shit sorry but did it taste good it did taste good it could have tasted slightly better <laughs> i'm not gonna lie because i feel like there's brown butter and then like on a lot of recipes a lot of recipes and menus these days you burnt butter yeah. right so you know who's to know 
where the line is. Yeah, I don't know. Carcinogenic or delicious? Who who can tell? <laughs> then you add in some nuts. So she says you can use walnuts, blanched hazelnuts, or shell pistachio. Again, until that Patreon starts cashing in, I was using walnuts and you add in some aleppo pepper or other mild chili flakes so your your note your your notes your nuts get toasted (laughs) did your notes get toasted my nuts my nuts and my notes were all thoroughly toasted and then you stir in a little bit of salt so then you just bring it all together you put some some of the garlicky yogurt on the base of a bowl you nestle two peeled eggs in each bowl and then you drizzle over the brown butter nuts and you serve more salt and you just i just ate it with some flatbread mm. it was delicious it was really really good were they jammy they were eggs? jammy they were perfectly jammy eggs actually i think the turkish dish i think it's silbir i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but that's got the yogurt and the it's usually poached eggs right and it's like yeah. chili butter. So I do, I guess it would be delicious with poached eggs too. I guess the boiled eggs just like make it a little bit less scary because sometimes poaching terrifies yeah, people. Yeah, you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, but I really liked it. I would definitely make it again. It would be like a fun one to nice. make for a nice brunch on a Sunday or something. Like if people were coming over. Or like me, you know, a quick dinner. with. Yeah, I love that. Not eight eggs. I'm glad they, they jammed up because I feel like sometimes when you want to make jammy eggs Mm. you have to account for who's written the recipe because americans keep their eggs in the fridge yes and so i always feel like if i'm putting that in for seven minutes is that based on a colder egg than i have yeah yeah totally because i so i sometimes take a little bit of time off for that because (laughs) nothing worse than an overcooked egg or a cold egg (laughs) yeah true (laughs) i think a lot of british and irish people keep their eggs in the fridge though as well don't they I don't, personally, but... I don't, either. Some of you weirdos out there do, anyway, but... um, Love you guys. Love you, let us know. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) And the second thing I made, which I felt that I had, like, an obligation to make it, was the sea cell. The Caesar salad. Yeah. (gasps) Now... With chovies. With chovies, yeah. So, again, I'm a shit vegetarian. (laughs) Like, I... Feel... That wasn't what I meant. <laughs> no. I just wanted to say chovies, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like anchovies are the one thing that stopped me being a full vegetarian because I just so love good. them so much. But yeah, I love a Caesar salad. And during lockdown, I was with my sister and she would make a really good Caesar salad. I would make like some bread to go with it or some focaccia and we'd have a really cold, crisp glass of white wine. And I think that Perfect. is like just a great dinner. And I just... Since then, I really like Caesar salad. So she talks about this a lot on her Instagram and she calls it the sea salad. So, you know, she's making it a thing. Um, She also calls it the greatest salad of all time with capital letters or in brackets, the G-Soat. So just waiting for that one to catch on. But um, the the G-Soat. I've made it a couple of times since because I really liked it. Oh, so. You make some croutons first. Lovely. Half a baguette, tear it into pieces in the oven olive oil, with a bit of olive oil, salt, a few cranks of black pepper. So that's that. Then you make you start making the dressing. What I like about this is, obviously you are making a mayonnaise or whatever effectively, but she doesn't make it very, it doesn't, it's not very scary. Like she, she really yeah. does break it down. So to our point of her being a good teacher, um, she is. <laughs> so you... <laughs> 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 don't 
don't say you don't come here for my eloquence. Um, so you put the uh, couple of egg yolks in a bowl. You grate in garlic and lemon zest. I felt like that garlic just really stayed with me, though, man. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, was it a particular... Like raw, whatever. Jesus Christ, I must have stank. And you squeeze in juice of half a lemon. Then you mash up some, four anchovies... You stick that in there and then you put in a teaspoon of Dijon mustard. You whisk it and then she says to put it on a damp kitchen, the bowl on a damp kitchen towel so that you can be whisking as you add the oil and the bowl doesn't move around. Great tip. Only learned that in life. Really good tip. So then, yeah, you start with a really thin stream. You start whisking in. She says canola oil. I just use rapeseed, I think. She says canola or vegetable. And so you just whisk it until, because it's quite a small quantity as well, it's quite doable. It's like thick and creamy and pale yellow. And she's got a little QR code for it. And then you add in salt, black pepper, Worcester sauce and Parmesan cheese. And then she says you should taste it on on a lettuce leaf because I guess like if you taste it on its own or with bread or something, it's going to be, it's so strong, like it's so punchy. But with the, the watery lettuce just balances it out. So then she says to adjust if you want to, should be salty, cheesy, lemony. And it's strong, man. Like it is a strong little dressing. Like it's, you know, like when people say about anchovies, oh, you're not even going to, it's not even going to taste fishy in the thing. It's just like seasoning. No, I love anchovies, but don't tell me that. Like it still always tastes like anchovy. Like and that's a good thing yeah. for some people, but not for others. So she says, make any adjustments necessary in it t- until it tastes so good that you'd be happy eating a bowl of it alone with a side of croutons. Croutons. Croutons, yes. Right. That one I got. Okay. Croots. Croots and cukes. Um, then you just tear, again, it's kind of one bowl. So you put, you tear the lettuce in on top of the dressing, but you don't mix it just yet. You squeeze the juice of half a lemon, again, some more salt, and then you toss the leaves in. Then you add the croutons, toss again, add 25 grams of Parmesan, toss again, and then you divide amongst the plates with more grated Parmesan and lots of black pepper. And it is great. It is very, very good. I guess, yeah, like I said, it's just a very strong dressing. And for me, that's lovely. But I can imagine for some people, it would be a lot. Like, it's like very punchy, very zingy, quite garlicky. So yeah, it's it's not for the faint-hearted, but it is a bloody good recipe. I've made it a couple of times since then, and I really liked it. So the nice. sea cell might be the sea cell. Might be for the me. one. Yeah, the sea cell for me. <laughs> she sells sea cell by the seashore. <laughs> um, I did actually question whether Molly Baz was her real name. Like, yeah, me too. Baz just an abri- another abbreviation, but it doesn't seem like it was. I think Baz might be. No, her name. I couldn't find another name for her either when I googled her. She looks like she summers in, like, upstate New York. <laughs> I mean, all that stuff you've been telling me about us, not just me, <laughs> about her, like, yeah, her past and, yeah. like, she's got to have rich parents. Right, yeah. Like, um, I want to get into food media, so I'll just get into Epicurious. Like, it's like just... that's not for me. That's not for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, nobody, ha- like, only rich people have that kind of yeah. ability. That's so true. Oh, uh, but yeah, her recipes are good. Is there... Yes, I like, I love this book. I would... Me too. What else would I like to cook? Yes. Something else yes. Loads. So what I really wanted to cook, but I couldn't... F- not even cook, but make, but I couldn't find hot smoked trout. Ah. Is the trout dip yes. in the end. She, It's like a trout dip. Well, it looks like it's got chives and stuff in it. And then it's like topped with... um 
trout roe, like Oof. trout caviar. Wow. Um, which and I thought that was going to be the hard thing to find. Yeah, yeah. But actually, they have that in my local Sainsbury's. Oh, no way. I mean, it's a tenner for a tiny little pot, so yes. I don't know if I'd buy it. But it's I... the pistachios. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Or Marcus's <laughs> college education. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's just going to decide he wants to get into food media. So. <laughs> yeah, so that was what I really wanted to make. But yeah, I couldn't find I mean, you could probably use salmon. The hot smoked salmon yeah. you can find pretty easily. Oof. But, you know, I wanted to do what she said <laughs> the sweetie peas yes with chili yes. salsa That's one of mine. chili peanut yeah. salsa yeah definitely that looks so good even though i was like sweetie peas yeah. it's sweet potatoes it means sweet potatoes thanks so far the creamed greens yeah who doesn't love a creamed green every american loves a creamed green i yeah. think don't they but they're good i don't know if i've really had many creamed greens in my life maybe i need to try with a weenie I had them at my wedding. Did you? Yeah. The Hawksmoor do a great cream spinach. Well, no, I guess spinach, but... Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's bad, it's, like, runny, and that's not what you want. But, like, you know, thick. Oh, it's great. Um, what did you want to cook? Uh, a lot. I had the big beans <laughs> and spicy greens on there. Well, I can vouch for that. But the baking section is interesting as well, right? A lot appealed to me there because it seems a bit weird. Like, this black sesame shortbread... I love anything with sesame, grapefruit, yeah. olive oil cake, salty date and cheddar American biscuits, which... Who doesn't love a biscuit? Yeah, I do like how the Americans do biscuits. It's weird and I like it. And there's usually a lot of cheese and sour cream and stuff involved. So it's great. The sweetie peas. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot in here that, yeah, if I were having people around for dinner, I, I would pull this book off the shelf. You know, it's going to be delicious. There's lots of elements but it's yeah. not it's not very labor intensive. Both of those no. things that I made didn't take any longer than like, I don't know, half an hour or something. Half an hour yeah. or an hour or so uh, to prep. So, yeah, I like it. I like her. Yeah, I like her too. Should we rate her? Show you. The book, not her. <laughs> As a <laughs> human. Not her. <laughs> yes, let's uh, rate. Let's rate. Five out of five humans. <laughs> Before we do the rating. the rating, let me tell you about the rating. <laughs> Um, so every episode we rate the cookbook that we are reviewing mm -hmm. uh, out of five but what we rate out of changes every episode so we have we have yeah we have five ratings and before we tell you what we're rating molly out of i will tell you what they are <laughs> <laughs> they are usability and accessibility that's one <laughs> ingredients used so are they easy you know they include easy to find ingredients, um, etc. Aesthetics, how pretty is the book? How much would you like to have it on your shelf? Is it veggie friendly? Mm -hmm. That's pretty self-explanatory. And inspirability is the fifth one, which is like, do we want to cook from it? So uh, it may surprise you <laughs> that we are going to dunk on Molly Baz <laughs> and rate her out of Ratey McRatison's. <laughs> I think she would approve. I think this is my favourite one yet, actually. I'm actually just on the page of the crispy McCrisperson chicken thighs with herbie peas and fennel. And it does look crispy. Yeah, it does look crispy. And my rating will be very ratey. <laughs> It'll be the ratiest <laughs> okay. rating you've ever so, heard. How many ratey McRatersons <laughs> would you give Molly out of five McRatersons? <laughs> Usability and accessibility, I'm going to give it one because obviously it is, she is 
excellent at giving instructions and she makes everything really easy and there's no crazy techniques in here and if there are like the mayonnaise for caesar salad seasal then she you know really talks you through it and holds your hand and is like don't panic it's gonna be okay which you know might make some people panic but not me I love the reassurance, to be honest. Yeah, me too. So she's getting a full ratey there. Ingredients used another one because she, there's nothing crazy in here. Everything was very findable for me, at least. So, uh, I mean, some of the things like broccoli rab, like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it sounds like something you pick up at a farmer's market. But, you know, in LA, yeah, I would have to Google that had I made any recipes that included that. Or the K-Baz sausages, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so, but, you know, regardless of all of that, I'm giving it one. Especially it's one a whole point because it's, yeah, it's colourful and it's cute. Veggie friendly, I'm only going to give it half a point because there is a lot of meat in here and fish. I think, like, if you were to find, like, there's no, I wouldn't think there are many, very many vegan friendly things at all. And veggie, yeah, just a few. So... Dock and a half point there. And inspire abilityness. Excuse me? <laughs> Inspirability. <laughs> I'm going to give it one as well. Because I do, actually, when I was like leafing through all the recipes, I was like, no, that looks fun. That looks really delicious and colourful and flavourful. So Molly Bass is getting four and a half. Ratey McRaterson. Wow. From Hanny Koo. Koo. <laughs> <laughs> Wowee. What about you? I have very similar thoughts to you. Okay. I mean, I, I disagree in some places, however. Oh, excellent. So usability and accessibility. Yeah, same. Giving it a point. I'm docking half a point for ingredients <gasps> because of broccoli rab. And <laughs> <laughs> I love great. broccoli rab. What the fuck I is think, this? I think we call it rapini or something like that. Jesus. Um, it's very hard to find in the mm. UK and you can't you can't really find it but I've had it in like restaurants and it's so nice and it's not enough of it in the UK okay. that's my but but that, that isn't why I'm docking a point I'm not you know I'm not yeah I'm not making this a, a political because, issue <laughs> because of the UK supply chain of broccoli rob is shit um I just think that the some of the stuff is a bit American, like which is fine because it's an American book. Yeah. Um, but generally, it's much harder to find some of the things like kielbasa's or hot smoked trout. True. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. Yeah, I think um, that can be a bit harder. Yeah. At least she doesn't use cups, eh? Hey, she does not. (laughs) No cups. No, it's all it's all in grams. Yeah. Or like like, for the tins of the uh, what's it called? beans yeah she was like four cans or 400 gra- four 400 can gram oh, forget <laughs> anyway it's half a point for ingredients okay <laughs> aesthetics yeah all day fucking absolutely love this book my, my sad my sad story about this book is that i got it before i had marcus yeah and uh literally the day before i had him i was sat in the bath reading it and you dropped it i don't know how it happened no, well, I didn't drop it. I've had it on the floor next to me in some kind of like wave situation <laughs> happened with my giant pregnant body and like so much like so much Just water placement. splashed out. It like basically ruined, like not ruined it, but it's very uh, wrinkly because <laughs> it had to dry out. Well, I mean, we're we're okay, but uh, yeah, I can... 
the water displacement when I was much, you know, bigger than I, I, I am used to being. But anyway, yes, love the aesthetics. Veggie friendly. I had put to give it a no. Oh, and oh, because, complete zero. Yes, wow. a complete zero. Um, give it a no. <laughs> give it a complete zero because, like, even in the veggie section, mm. there's like, um, what was it I saw? Oh, the, oh, maybe it's the cream greens and they've got, like, bacon in them. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's in the veggie yeah, section. Yeah. And, like, I just thought that that's not great. And you're right, like, there's definitely no vegan stuff in there. Yeah. And everything seems to have a hint of something, something. So that's actually a no for okay. me. And then aspirability is a... Yes, so it's a three and a half uh, rating rates wow. for Molly Bass for me. Even though I I like the book, but you know, yeah. when it, you've got hold it up against the cold hard light that is the rating ratings, <laughs> and <laughs> give it what she deserves. Um, wow, I'm off to spend ninety five dollars on an apron. Thanks. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Shall we talk about what our next book is? Yes. We've actually talked about this book before on the podcast, haven't we? I think we have. Yeah, when we spoke to... Julie Gibbs. Julie. (laughs) When we spoke to Julie Gibbs. Yes. And she recommends it to us. Yes. We've been, what, in the UK for our first chef, gone to the US, and now we're going to Australia. To Australia, mate. (laughs) We put a shrimp on a barbie, but that is not what's in this recipe book, let me tell you. Well, it sounds like it's going to be fully vegetarian, but it's not. Fun fact. Anyway, spoiler. Fun fact. The next book is In Praise of Veg. By Alice Zaslavsky. I hope I said that right, Alice. Sorry. Zaslavsky. Alice Zavs. Zavs. <laughs> Beautiful book. Very colourful. Very excited. Yes. To talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, watch this space. We'll be back in your ears with the vegetables. With more modern contemporary international women <laughs> don't sound too enthused <laughs> i am God, enthused women taking over the kitchen <laughs> again fused i am fused thank you for listening thank you for listening this was very fun we will put the recipes if we can find them up on our website yes and you can see pictures on our instagram we love you we love you too <laughs> I thought this was just our phone call again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, bye. bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review that helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.